Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday is upon us, and I think somebody forgot to tell the markets to wake up from the weekend. It just had that kind of quiet, odd feel to it, and I just used the Q word, and I apologize. But that standstill type of feel has been seen throughout the trading session today as we talk with Sue Martin. Sue is with Agate Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And Sue, you look at the markets today, and folks might have been questioning if their screens were working. I did that a time or two, but you even mentioned there was that definite quietness to the trade and and what does that mean when you're trying to be able to market well it's really that you if you look at how quiet the market is um you know there's that old saying never kick a sleeping dog or sell a quiet market because they both bite um but you know you have to when you take a, a position you're taking it for more than just a day you have to be looking at at least two or three days of a move potential move setting up and boy, the market today was just stone quiet. We were weaker, even though uh, China did buy enough soybeans here today. Um, the sale was announced at uh, 390, I think it was 390,000 metric tons. And so, you know, that, and it's new crop. Those are for 2020, 2021. And so, to date, the Chinese have reportedly uh, purchased about 3.1 million metric tons, and there's talk that they've got another two that they may have purchased this morning. So, and yet that didn't do anything for the market unless that's what held this, you know, quiet and lower. But it sure didn't give us much of a of a bounce. That's for sure. So I've heard a few folks have mentioned that because of what the new weather pattern is, that maybe we might be turning our focus to more of a, a weather-related market into the month of June. I think we are. We've been horribly windy and, of course, haven't had very much rain at all. Most of the rains have seemed to gravitate towards the very eastern side of maybe Iowa, Missouri, on up through uh, Illinois into Wisconsin, Michigan. And... Um, so, you know, the western side hasn't seen much rain. And therefore, with these winds, you don't even have to get hot, hot. But with these winds, it just sucks the moisture out. And we're certainly seeing that. But we have had some hot days, you know, where we're at the 90s. And so, you know, we're there today. And um, this, and it's windy again. And yesterday we had high winds, you know, just, it's, it's just a, a concern that if this continues, you know, lawns are already starting to turn lighter in color around our area. And, uh, of course, the crop looks good. It's loving the heat units that it's getting. Um, and the stands are good in our area and and uh, what have you. You know, you got to go more east to find where they've ponded and and uh, the stands maybe aren't quite as good and they're, they've replanted and all that. But um, it's thought that this afternoon the crop condition ratings will improve again. And, uh, and then we'll see what we're made of. But, yeah, I think we are starting to turn focus towards what this weather's going to do. Well, we've got that crop progress report coming out this afternoon. Can there be any surprises expected with the Western Corn Belt doing some drying? Or are we going to just continue to push to some higher expectations? I think we'll push to higher expectations. Um, for now, but if this continues by the end of June, you're going to have um, certainly a decline starting, and then the forecast for July is quite hot, and especially the first two or three weeks, and that's going to be a concern for corn because corn will be pushing into pollination, 
and that's where we may see some of the hottest temperatures, not to mention the wind as well, is to be with us most of the summer. Well, and everybody keeps talking about the expectations and prevent plant has not been talked about a lot. Um, We've heard a few pockets, but that's been about it. Yes, it's a whole different year than last year. You know, last year we were talking about how wet it was and all of that and how we were going to have prevent plant only to find that there was a lot of a lot more corn acres that went in mainly probably because some of it was going to be for feed usage and that was going to be allowed and so this you know that report for at the end of june uh the acreage report was a surprise in coming out with a lot more acres than what anybody expected i saw there was a bit of a stabilization as well to the ethanol market kind of a a good feel to have as we head into the summer months well, it is, and uh, but we've also noticed that uh, gasoline prices got close to ethanol, and um, you've got crude oil had broke off of its highs here last week, had about a nearly a five dollar break, and then today it turned and started to rally again, and so crude oil closed higher, up about eighty six cents a blue barrel on the July at thirty seven twelve. And so, you know, we've gotten a little bit of enthusiasm going there. Uh, heating oil stronger, our bob is stronger, natural gas is lower. Has China come back into the market looking for more U.S. beans, or was this just a temporary blip on the radi- radar? No, I think they're coming back in and uh, booking. We had a, a sale announced on Friday and here again today. And, you know, in July uh, is when they uh, re reviewed the progress that they're making and so it seems like even though president trump has been making some you know um tough uh stern comments against china it seems like china's moving on with uh, their continual uh buying i think china needs everything and they're still continuing to buy i don't see china take risking right now and stepping out or canceling or saying they're not going to follow through i think china needs everything especially pork and uh, they've got a restart of their um, african swine fever occurring and so they're gonna they're gonna very much need um the um, soybeans to process because they're looking at adding 200 million head so we come back, we're going to continue to take a look at what's been happening south of the border in South America and that quietness. Yeah, we saw it on the livestock side as well. More's coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Rage. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We continue the conversation with Sue Martin with Ag and Investment. I saw there was a little bit of a slip in the real. Is that going to put pressure because South America's got uh, a cheaper currency right now when it comes to China, wondering which direction they're going to go on grain purchases? Well, it certainly is helping the cause. Uh, the real had had a pretty good rally and... Um, and, of course, that was shifting demand back over to us. But uh, certainly, yeah, it, you know, plays a hand in uh, uh, causing uh, China to, to look that way or that direction. And it's also going to entice maybe some more bean acres to go in come uh, September when they start to plant. You know, we were talking uh, weather issues as well, and I know that the wheat harvest continues. Are you hearing 
any rumblings from your folks um, in Kansas and stuff as to what they're getting number-wise? You know, so far, um, I've heard that in Oklahoma, the test weights are phenomenal, running 66 to 68 pounds. That's pretty awesome. And so Oklahoma's wheat looks awfully good. In Kansas, I'm hearing a little bit of both. I've heard of some good, more towards the east, but on the western side, it's not so great at all. Let's jump over to to the livestock side. Just like in the grains, it was a pretty uneventful type of Monday trade. Well, it was. You know, at least it's green. we got to take that. But um, the cattle market was, you know, even feeders, not hardly up. Feeders up 7 on the August and up 10 on SEP and 40 on Octobers. And the fats up 67. You have the June and the August fats together, just 7 points apart. That's um, neck to neck. So, But in the meantime, cash looks steady this week. And so I would have to think, in fact, Cargill came out bidding 105 today. There was some very limited trade at that. But um, to start on a Monday, that's a good sign. Well, we've got a cattle on feed report that comes out on Friday. Is that going to weigh any influence on this cash market this week? Well, I think it's going to continue to confirm how the placements are down so much. And that's as of June 1st. And um, so I think it's going to continue to show very low placements. And, of course, the um, uh, marketing number will probably not be as great either because it was June where we really started to kind of work our way back. And uh, we're not far off from meeting our pace uh, that we needed to have. It's just that we have these numbers backed up. So it's taking time to to get those uh, animals going. But as the more product we push through um, into the pipeline, of course, it weighs on the price of the cutout. And that's what we're seeing. Hogs, we saw some higher numbers for them as well. What are your thoughts on the way this market is trading into the second half of June? Well, I continue to be a little bit more price positive to hogs. Our charts look good. Um, They need a little bit more confirmation on the longer term, like the weekly and the monthly, like they're trying to get this turn going. But when I look at hogs, I I think, you know, you've got the June hogs now off the board. You've got um, the spread between the cash index, which is down a dollar two today at 48.97, and your July futures at 52.27 on the the board. That's, um, you know, 60 points higher. So it, too, was kind of quiet today. But I think that that, you know, is you might see the Julys trying to uh, slip around in here. But the chart looks good to me. And I think we're going to see this market try to catch a turn and start to get a little more enthusiastic. Let's face it. Maybe it's going to be a bacon and lettuce tomato sandwich summer. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Push all sides of the proteins, right? Exactly. Anything to get that hog market moving. Very much so. Is there anything else, grain or livestock, that we need to kind of be keeping an eye out for as we move through this trading week? Well, I think what I would look at for the grains, I would keep an eye on the forecast because they are trying to pick up some rain as we end the week. And originally that wasn't in the forecast, but you have the European, the GFS, 
and the Canadian models all pretty much in agreement. The uh, U.S. model, GFS model, is a little wetter than the other two. And so we'll want to keep an eye on that in case it starts pulling the moisture back out. In the meantime, in the cattle market, I think we need to watch this cash market, see if it can't stabilize here and try to give us a little enthusiasm. If it does, you might just get a bounce going in these cattle. All right. Sounds good, Sue. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051, and y'all have a great day. Well, Sue Martin's been joining us. Uh, just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. You can pick this up as a podcast through our website at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe for your podcast, and, by the way, on Spotify as well. It's the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio. Yo Network.